We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, Jimmy Wayne learned never to trust a soul, which is why he'd never unpacked his bag. And actually, you can't blame him for that. Jimmy Wayne never knew his father, and his mother spent more time in jail than out of jail. When he was still a small child, his mother got out of jail again. She got out, and she took up with a troublemaker again. And they loaded Jimmy into the back seat of their Delta 88, and off they went. For a year, that car was Jimmy's home. He learned never to trust a soul, which is why Jimmy Wayne never unpacked his bag. After living in the back seat of that Delta 88 for a year, Jimmy was dropped off at a train depot in Pensacola, Florida. His mother and her boyfriend sped away in the car. Jimmy Wayne desperately needed a new beginning. We're in the seventh installment in our series on the book of Exodus entitled, Let My People Go. And today we look at Exodus chapter 34. It's all about new beginnings. Aaron, Israel's high priest, needs a new beginning. So do the Israelites. And for that matter, so do we. A new beginning is absolutely necessary. Why is that? Well, if you were here Wednesday evening, you would remember Exodus chapter 32. Aaron and the Israelites were facing a huge crisis. They hadn't seen Moses for 40 days and 40 nights. Was Moses dead? Did Moses leave them? Did they abandon him here at the foot of Mount Sinai? Aaron and the Israelites grew impatient, so they acted. They made a golden calf and worshipped it. I mean, they were in crisis mode, right? And they made a poor decision. We hear a lot about being in crisis mode, about emergency preparedness, particularly living where we do, in a flood-prone area just off the Cascadia Fault. Like it or not, though, a huge crisis, the IRS knows exactly what to do. The IRS handbook states, and I quote, During a state of national emergency, the essential functions of the IRS will be as follows. Assessing, collecting, and recording taxes. Close quote. While everybody else is panicking, the world is falling apart, the IRS knows exactly what to do. Get your money. Or my money. Whatever. But when faced with a huge crisis, not having Moses, Aaron and the Israelites don't have a clue what to do. That's why they build a golden calf and worship it. So what does Moses do when he comes down from Mount Sinai? Moses smashes the stone tablets with the Ten Commandments. He grinds up the golden calf, mixes it with water, and makes the people drink it. Ha! Some god that is. How did it taste? We pick up the narrative in Exodus 34. Then Yahweh told Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the same words that were on the tablets you smashed. The Ten Commandments were smashed. That's why a new beginning was absolutely necessary. Let's face it, we're really not much different than Aaron and the Israelites. What do we do when we're faced with a crisis? We become angry, impatient, faithless, selfish. We turn to our golden calves and look to them for salvation. God, the, the holy and righteous and perfect God, this God has every right to dump us in the train depot in Pensacola, Florida, and drive off into the sunset. 
But he doesn't. Our God doesn't do that. A new beginning is totally possible. Then Yahweh came down in a cloud and stood there with Moses, and he called out his name, Yahweh. Yahweh frequently comes down in the book of Exodus. Exodus 3.8, Yahweh came down in the burning bush. Exodus 19.20, Yahweh came down on Mount Sinai. Exodus 40.34, Yahweh came down to fill the tabernacle with his cloud and with his glory. Do you get it? We can't go up to God. That's why God comes down to us, right where we are, in the basement with our broken Ten Commandments. And what does God do when he comes down? Does he scold us? Does he shame us? Does he berate us? Reject us? Condemn us? No. God cries out, Yahweh, Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and lifting up wickedness, rebellion, and sin. A new beginning is totally possible. Yahweh is compassionate. The word here in Hebrew is rachum, which is closely related to the word for a woman's womb, rachem. The idea of compassion that expresses the emotional connection that a mother has for a child in her womb. That's how God feels about you, each and every one of you. So I guess the Fling Mingos got it right back in 1959, right? God says, my love must be a kind of blind love. I only have eyes for you. Yahweh is slow to anger. If God were quick in anger, his compassion wouldn't last a second in my life. If God shot rockets of wrath every time I sinned, I'd be blown to smithereens. But God shouts from Sinai, I am slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. Abounding announces that God's steadfast love isn't limited. In fact, in this respect, God is a little bit like the federal government that has the power just to print money to fill any need. Whenever there's a need, God just prints off more steadfast love. But there's a difference between God and the Treasury Department. God has an infinite supply of steadfast love to cover all the currency he prints. God's infinite resources of steadfast love will never run out. God go into debt? God go bankrupt? Never. No way. Yahweh is one who lifted up wickedness, rebellion, and sin. There are only three Hebrew words for sin, and God uses all three of them right here. Why is that? Well, to show that the, he lifts up every type of sin. There's no categories of unforgivable sin. Yahweh lifts up wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Wickedness, or iniquity in our ESV translation, means a twisted depravity. It means we're crooked and bent. Rebellion, which shows up as transgression in our translation, refers to treason against our covenant king, against Yahweh himself. And sin means quite simply missing the mark. The Ten Commandments are the bullseye, and we take aim, and all too often, we miss. We don't even put it on the target. Yahweh lifts up wickedness, rebellion, and sin. So if he lifts it up, where does he put it? Well, that brings us to today in Palm Sunday. Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey on a Sunday because the following Friday, he's going to lift up this huge mess and place it where? 
upon himself. All wickedness, all rebellion, and all sin. Jesus is Yahweh in the flesh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and lifting up wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Jesus teaches this love. Jesus lives this love. Jesus demonstrates this love by shedding his blood on the cross for you. Palm Sunday announces it. Good Friday shows it. Easter Sunday celebrates it. You are forgiven. One day, while aimlessly wandering around Pensacola, Jimmy Wayne, you do remember Jimmy Wayne, right? Back at the beginning. Little Jimmy Wayne spotted a man named Russ working in his garage. Soon Russ and his wife, B, invited Jimmy to live with them. Their home was like heaven compared to that Delta 88. It had a hot bath, hot meals. It even had a television set. Jimmy Wayne, though, had learned never to trust the soul. Jimmy Wayne still wouldn't unpack his bag. See, a new beginning is entirely optional. We can refuse to unpack our bag. We can reject God's divine love. We can be callous and aloof. But that's not Moses. No, Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worshiped God. I invite you to follow Moses. Trust that God is who he says he is. Repeat Yahweh, Yahweh, until it surpasses the voices of fear and shame, guilt and blame. Throw yourself before Yahweh. Or to put it another way, be a sponge and not a rock. You put a rock in the ocean, what happens? The surface gets wet, but the inside of the rock stays untouched. Put a sponge in the ocean and what happens? absorbs water. The ocean saturates the sponge. God's abiding, bounding, steadfast love surrounds us like an ocean. Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday is totally amazing. God surrounds us completely. And what's our response? Rock or sponge? Well, Jimmy Wayne had been rejected so many times, Jimmy had become a rock, a hard, unmoved rock. We get that. We really do. That's why Jimmy never unpacked his bag. It took another month for Russ and B to convince Jimmy that their love for him was real. So finally, finally, Jimmy Wayne unpacked his bag. Jimmy Wayne is now a famous country music singer and songwriter, but his new beginning started when he learned to trust when he finally unpacked his bag. It's Palm Sunday today. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Our past is behind us. God's grace is before us. A new beginning awaits us. So now what? Well, it's time to unpack our bag. Why do that? Because we finally have a home. Where? Where? With Jesus. Of course. Amen. Now may the peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.